Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Here we are once again with our parenting expert, Amber Scotchburn. Good morning and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Dave, 2019. Ooh, I'm still getting over the fact that it's the 2000s, but there you go. Um, so, <laughs> now, this time around, as, uh, as a very timely topic, too, you are going to talk about vision boards, and you suggest this as a possible uh, alternative to, uh, to making the standard old resolution. I do. I do. Um, it's kind of interesting. I actually wish I had kept my vision boards for over the years since I started doing them because you'll actually you'd be able to probably put them in order if you knew me well enough. Yeah. Um, because they really make a difference. Um, and and the reason why behind that would be if you think about it, what jingles do you know? Right. You know, kind of like maybe you know Coca Cola's jingle or uh, another commercial jingle. Um, or you can say Nike's quote back because you hear it so often. Yeah. And, um, so essentially a vision board is your own advertising to yourself. Instead of maybe letting all these other marketing pieces influence or dictate brain space for you um, and memorizing their jingles and, and that sort of thing, which we do without even really realizing it, mm. um, this is the opportunity to advertise to yourself what you want out of life. Yeah. Um and the other way to sort of think about it, too, is I'm not sure if you've had the experience where, say, you um, just bought a car, and now all of a sudden that particular car and that particular brand, you're seeing them more on the street yes. than you did before. Yeah, you bet. And so it's kind of like that. Once you put things down on your vision board, then you're going to see opportunities that you may have not seen before because they weren't in your mindset or, like, kind of lodged somewhere in your brain going, oh, I'm looking for that now. Ooh. Yeah, okay. So what, uh, you've been doing vision boards for, for years. Obviously, they work for you. What what does a vision board for you look like? Kind of what you might think it typically as one, which is the pictures and some different words uh-huh. um, on it. Um, I think the difference perhaps maybe between my vision boards and how other people might do them is the process. Okay. Um, so I have a, a bit of a process, um, and I know you're going to just be so surprised at this, but <laughs> even our kids do them too. Yeah. Um, not to the same extent, but we just want to at least get them familiar with the concept and at least maybe wanting to do it if, as a tool when they're older if they choose to. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, kid, you can do it with your um, kids, or you can do it with you know, a girlfriend or a set of friends, your hockey team, whatever. Like, it's, it's kind of unlimited how you can use it. Um, but essentially, you're going to have different areas that you want to think about. So family, career, health goals, relationship, perhaps a hobby, your home, financial goals, travel goals, if it is for a child, school goals, or, or an adult in school, or a teacher, maybe you'd have school goals, mm-hmm. uh, personal goals, 
um, those are those are some areas that you would have, and that's probably pretty typical. Uh, the process that I go through is kind of like I don't know if you've ever been asked how are you, mm-hmm. and you say fine, and yet maybe you're not fine, and so we often in this society to say, you know, how are you? Somebody says, fine, and you kind of carry on. Um, but if you were to stop and talk to that person and maybe ask them a couple more times in maybe a couple different ways um, how they are, then perhaps maybe by that fifth time, <laughs> you might get how they're actually doing. Yeah. And so it's kind of actually sitting with these questions about, you know, what do I want out of life? It's such a big question. <laughs> um So maybe breaking that down, but asking it in different ways to yourself. So maybe you'd ask yourself, like, what do I want? But instead, you'd break it down to, like, what brings me joy? You know, if I look at my my week and if I look at my past week, what made me smile? Um, Or my past couple of months, you know, what um, made me jump out of bed in the morning? And so just kind of not asking, like, these big open-ended questions that might be really difficult, but just breaking it down and so somebody can actually start to answer them with, that's really meaningful to them. And the reason behind that, again, is one is kind of breaking down so you're not just saying the first thing or a thing that you think you should say. Um, in our house, there's a couple words that we suggest are bad words and they're not maybe the typical ones. Um, so one of them is the word should. And I often say to the kids um, and myself, that if I have the shoulds, it's kind of like some other word that sort of sounds like that, that makes you run to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And sometimes if we always live our life by the shoulds, then um, that's really uncomfortable. (laughs) And so um, it's looking at as you're doing that and answering those questions, maybe doing your vision board, how much of those things are things that you think you should be putting on there. Wow, good point. you know, I should be this mom of the year, um, or I should be making perfect lunches, or I don't know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. uh, or I should be 20 pounds less or something, but are those actually coming from you or are they should? Um, And then the other piece around doing that too is if you don't make a plan for yourself and answer these questions for yourself, you're still going to live every day, but whose life are you actually living? Oh, or as you sometimes hear, a uh, failure to plan is planning for failure. Yeah. Or worse to that effect. Yeah, exactly. And um, it actually leads to, well, it leads to a couple steps. So we can do that one now if you want. So in terms of planning, um, the the third step would actually be to, once you have your questions answered and you're getting your images, is to actually create some SMART goals around that. Um, So something that is measurable, right? So let's say you did say you wanted to lose some weight. Uh, then maybe you, you set an actual time frame for that. So by March 1st, um, uh, I would like to lose however much it is. Um, and again, you have some measurable or some tangible pieces to that. And that would be kind of on your quote, which you're just saying about planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other piece that we do and that I teach is actually also having things down though that you have no idea how you're going to get there but that you're going to trust. And essentially, you can come down to trusting yourself. Um, if you are somebody who believes in a religion or a god of a sort, you could trust in God, if it's the universe, kind of whatever you'd like to put there in terms of trust. Um, but it's having that mixture and feeling okay with still putting something down that you really want, but you actually have no idea how you're going to get it. That's intriguing. I like that one. 
Yeah, I kind of found a quote for that one. It says, be stubborn about your goals, but flexible about your methods. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, and, and uh, the other thing that kind of resonates with me with that one is that really, you know, if we all wanted to be everything that we wanted to be, there is a book already written or a program already written. So, you know, if we followed one of those, chances are we could be where it is. So what is it that, that is holding us back? And actually, that's the second step. So the second step is kind of looking at what might be I call aha moments or light bulb moments. Um, and for that one, you actually do something called a lifeline. So you sit down and you can go back as far as you want. Some people go back to when they were born. Some people go back to before they were born, depending on your beliefs, I guess. Mm. Uh, some people go back a year. Since I've been doing them for a while now, I typically only go back a year um, and sometimes even less than that, just kind of depending. But if you're just starting out doing them, going back and then really just figuring out where you've been in life and, and you know, have you felt like you were in control or in doing, you know, directing your life, kind of that director of your life or, or were other people choosing the different decisions you've made. Yeah. Um, and as you go through that process, having those ahas. Um, and then those ahas kind of lead you to maybe some other things that you would want, but because you haven't had them before, maybe you don't know how. So that's the steps, essentially. And then you, from all of that, you would create your vision board. So kind of once you've been through the process, then go look, look at magazines. And some words you're going to have where you're going to already be looking for the particular images, but that's some things um, more you'll see it, and you won't necessarily have thought maybe you wanted that or you were desiring that, but after you've kind of asked yourself these questions, created your lifeline, um, had some aha moments, made some goals, and there might be some other things that pop up. And then the other piece, actually, that I didn't mention, because I don't have it written down, but it's super important, is finding an accountability partner to help you either through this process or once you have it. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's just simply sharing it on your Facebook page or Instagram or sending a photo to somebody or having it somewhere and you just say, hey, like, I just did this, isn't it cool, or whatever. Um, but anytime you're able to talk about something, it has an, a better chance of having it come back uh, to you, like a boomerang, I guess. Sure. Um, and the other part is you want somebody who's going to be really respectful of your wishes. So if you were, say, having that goal I suggested earlier, you wouldn't want somebody who is going to shame you or, you know, have judgment if you didn't reach it. Right. Um, but maybe more ask you what happened and what could be different if that's something you're really wanting to go for. Yeah, good stuff. So to uh, to get some more information about uh, about you and what you do, where do people go? Um, they can go to tutoringwithatwist.ca. Um, and in this case, for in the subject line, you could actually just put in learn to fly, which the fly stands for first love yourself. Or if that's too much to remember, just put in vision boarding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amber Scotchberry, good to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Great to have you with me today at Parenting with a Twist. I would very much appreciate it if you could give me a five-star rating on Google or iTunes. Or heck, why not both? To learn more about The Twist, I invite you to visit our website, parentingwithatwist.com, where you can listen to past podcast episodes and download a teaser from my book. Right, <laughs> my book. It's called Parenting with a Twist 12 Positive Parenting Tips for Raising Confident and Success Ready Children. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to take a moment 
to thank yourself for getting twisted with us today. <laughs>